Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I you are rolling with Jason and John, 929FM, ESPN, the unranked. Oh, that's what we are coming into today. There's plenty of time to talk about that, though. Tigers basketball. Uh, next one will be against Ole Miss this weekend. Uh, so certainly something we'll be touching on, but maybe not focusing on today. Bears beat the Minnesota Vikings last night 12-10, to 10, and it feels like my man, my partner, my co-host, my brother, is down about it. Um, I should be the one that's the most down about it. And... That was nasty. Not just talking about because the Bears potentially lowered their draft pick and winnings because what we saw from the two quarterbacks. Joshua Dobbs, who's been a great story. Uh, Justin, that's on me, Fields. I love when he taps his chest. He says, that's on me after the turnovers. I've seen a lot of that. And again, this morning I heard people saying we should stick to Justin Fields. We'll discuss the Bears' plight even after a win over the Minnesota Vikings. Boy, they got some questions. Lose to the Bears. Uh, Daily Memphians' Chris Harrington has a great piece up about the three paths forward for the Grizz. It's like door one, door two, door three. And he kind of cuts off door one, says this product. So it's really a two paths yep. that we will discuss today for the Grizzlies' great piece. You can read over at DailyMemphians.com. Sixers hand the Lakers a 44-point donkey stomping. I've been using that phrase more I, often I see, now yeah. after Jimmy Dykes used it. Uh, during the battle for Atlantis about what Villanova was doing to the Tiger. I kind of like it. Uh, instead of a shellac, donkey stomping, that's what the Lakers uh, had. LeBron set a record in that one we will discuss. New college football playoff rankings out tonight. And, oh, by the way, also, ACC-SEC Challenge gets underway tonight. Obviously, that does not include a Memphis. But there are some very interesting matchups, and I know John is a uh, prime watcher and analyst uh, for Field of 68 when it comes to college basketball, going to have some eyes on these matchups, John, some of them important for Memphis because, you know, you'd like Arkansas tomorrow night to show well against Duke so that, again, that win over them looks better and it further solidifies Arkansas as a top 50 team. Don't know if they're going to be able to do it, though. That one is in Fayetteville. Yeah, it is. I, I don't uh, have much. Are you okay? I'm great. I mean, I'm just You're still uh, down about the Bears' loss. You were on the wrong side. Uh, I think, I think, I think. Bears you, win, excuse me. I it think, felt like a loss. Exactly. I was going to say, I think you laid it out pretty pretty appropriately that uh, you thought Minnesota was going to cover and set a historic week for favorites yeah I mean look it, it wasn't like one of my strongest feeling of the entire universe <clears throat> but uh I just didn't really I didn't really understand uh or think that you guys would um be be trying to win I just well, didn't think like that I was told you, it's 22 grown men yeah it is and Josh Dobbs uh came back to he's hard back to get them space. to lay down yeah. and, and Josh Dobbs just handed it over didn't he yeah he certainly did I gave him a respect burger at one point may have to take it back well he, he's but what done. he is he's done the question's been answered he is not a starter in this league Absolutely what he is not. is a guy who can give you a spark as a backup That's come it, yep. in and give you a spark the new Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah a little worse than that I would say a little but worse yeah he's worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick come on bro he, he, Fitz had some he years had, before last night he had the Vikings in the playoff hunt well yeah but he just lost his job. That's the you know I it, mean, it was awful. I, I felt for Josh last night, and most of them were just brutal. I mean, most of them were just horrible, horrible throws. Um, yeah, it's it, it just it is amazing week to week in this league. Like I had such a horrible week in terms of variance with turnovers, bro. I had the Chargers, I had the Saints, and I had the Vikings. Okay, look at each of those teams' turnovers no. and how many they committed. Goodness, Chargers had three fumbles. Saints had a pick six and a fumble inside the ten yard line. Okay, both of those things happened inside the Falcons' ten yard line. Make you sick. And then I had to watch Josh Dobbs last night, just throwing it around four picks. Bro, it, it it was it was giving Tuesday. Okay, on Monday. On Monday, 
That's with, a good with, line. With Josh Dobbs yes, last it night. It was. Uh, so uh, He gave us that dub. We didn't want to take it, but we had to. I, I appreciate it, man. He was celebrating early. He was he was given Tuesday on Monday night football. So I'm yes. sorry you had to watch that. Hey, man, it's life in the big city, brother. That's what uh, that's what happens. You know, it, it was a disgusting game. Somebody had to win, I suppose, and it was your Chicago Bears. Uh, Justin Fields finishes his night with a .0001 yard per completion rate. That was very impressive by him. Uh, this the play design, you got to say, was uh, was something to watch. Uh, so we'll get into all that today on the show. Jessica Benson is going to join us hey. at eleven twenty-five. Talk to her. I mean, we'll find something. We'll find something. Maybe a Pac-12 championship game. Maybe we can talk about the playoff. I was going back and forth with a bunch of people last night about what this playoff should be. You know, uh, if X, Y, and Z happens, you know, who should get left out? Yeah. What about Texas? What about Florida State? People think I'm like blasphemous for me saying that Florida State should not be in the playoff, but they should not be in the playoff. You I don't can't know. take them out because of the oh, injury. It's that oh, simple. I am. If they went out, they deserve to be there. They would not have went out with uh, uh, Rutabaga at quarterback, bro. I mean, we all know that. So it's like, what, we got we to pretend? We got to pretend that they, you, like, you, you he didn't earn this. You, if that was happening to Memphis, you would be crying. About I mean, it, you would be you'd be yeah. out on uh, Poplar and Highland with I agree. a sign if it was happening to Memphis and they were getting pushed out of it with an undefeated record I, I, and as yeah, a conference I, I, champion, yeah. should yeah. they beat Louisville like we expect? Yeah, you would go crazy. So right. I, I can't apply, I can't believe you would apply this to a Mike Norvell coach team. He did good things here, and he's playing you. We need, and he's playing you. We need. He's going to play you. He's on your Memphis schedule. Win. We need Louisville to win so they can take Florida State out of the equation. If it's all handled on the field. It makes the most sense. Yes. I get what you want, which is the best college football playoff. Yes. Let it all get handled on the field. Well, you let it all get usually, handled Usually on the field. it does. I mean, it's going to get handled on the field. Florida State going to get plastered by about 50, whoever I they play. I don't, we still got Keon, I mean, don't Georgia, we? Georgia, I mean, I mean Georgia. Uh, they, uh, will, they will get plastered, yeah, but I they mean, deserve we'll the shot to be there. Yeah, I mean. you. We you, still got Keon Coleman, don't we? Participation trophy. What, when did you turn on Mike Norville? I have, it, it has when he lost his QB. That's when I was he deserved, out on this team. Again, that's injury. That's like look yeah, at the Grizzlies like, situation. That's out of your hands. Okay, but let me ask you. They'll this. deserve the shot if you're undefeated in the conference. But they champion. don't have a shot though. They are going to get destroyed. no. They don't. So why are we giving them one? Why are we letting them in if we know they're just going to lose by fifty? Because they have earned it. They, and if Memphis had done it, and Seth Hennigan was out. And you'd had Carter before that. You'd say, "Come back from the transfer portal and lead us in this game." Yeah, you would say Memphis deserves the shot. Yeah, period. I agree, but because you that's, agree with I am that, biased. but you can't apply it to the. No, team. I I'm not okay. biased about this Florida State team. Fine. I mean, how are you going to where leave, you are right is that they have no chance Texas if out? they get in. How are you going to leave them out if they if if uh, you know they win the Big Twelve championship? That's uh, yeah, you know, in Bama, let, let's say Bama wins. Uh, that, How are you that's leave just, Georgia out? Bama winning is going to cause pure chaos because then Texas has a great case. Should it be the conference champion? Well, it has a great case what about that it Georgia? should be in because it beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Georgia's just Shouldn't out head to head, That's it? I don't know. Again, Bama win creates chaos. You and I both know that ain't happening. You talk about something that's going to be determined on the field. Wait till you see this Georgia defense against Milrow. Been a great season for Milrow. Yeah. All that comes to an end. This wow. weekend. Jason calling a shot there. He is. Uh, no, that, that, that ain't new news. You were he, with me he, yesterday. He showed that. it to me. He showed me a slip. He bet $1 billion on Georgia minus six. On I don't Fandom. have a billion. Uh, well, you, I, it's, I it's, got it's, two, it's maybe. pending. It's I got pending. two. It's pending right now on Georgia minus six on FanDuel. So, uh, anyway, uh, Jessica Bitts is going to join us uh, at 1125. Then at 125, Trista Crick. What y'all talk about last week, man? Anything? Did y'all break any new ground? Did y'all... She said we should just go all in on tanking and, and go for the that. draft pick. I tried to turn her out of it and barely could. I, yeah, I, I, mean, I didn't do a, a, an effective job because I think by the end of it, she didn't agree that I, again you've added up some more. You've added some more losses right. since last week. But the plan was you got to get job back and then see what you got to do in terms of a move for this team. Uh, again, you know, sort of similar to along the lines of uh, of a of a. a a way, a path that Chris Harrington, one of his three paths, has talked about the Grizzlies going. Um, I still think you got to make some sort of move. You can't just sit here uh, with what you've got. It's not Ja coming back to this doesn't solve it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we'll get into all that uh, with Trista at one twenty-five. But we have a lot of things that we need to get to, uh, and the best way I think for us to move forward in doing that is by doing a little hand thing we call cap or no cap. So Brad, let's get it. Cap. It means lion, but built different. Now, it's cap. I'm going to say cap. For no cap. I'm going to say that that's no cap. On 92.9's Jason and John Show. All right, here we go. Ready? Let's go. Santa Claus is coming to town. I wrote that. 
Santa Claus oh, oh. is coming to town. Got to take credit for that one. Santa Claus you is get it, coming to town. Do you get it? Do you get it, Brad? Brad doesn't get it, bro. Brad, he Brad, will. Brad is not with it right now, bro. Santa Claus is Ryan Silverfield. Y'all know that. We don't boo Santa Claus. This is not Philadelphia. And is he coming to town? It's this the is chance. the crappiest analogy I've ever heard no, from it, Ryan. It, it really isn't. No, 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 no. <laughs> what, what, what we're using here is the, that Ryan has basically said, and listen, he was in Philadelphia. He so was You got to defend he him was. a little bit good, here. Good, Philadelphia. Good, good call out. Which, Memphis and I which, lived in which, Fe- South Jersey. This is the farthest thing from Philadelphia, Ryan, if you're listening. His reference was to the Philadelphia fans who once booed Santa Claus, obviously. But but in doing so, you put yourself as as Santa. And in saying Santa Claus is coming to town here, Brad, we're going to catch up. That's, that's we're flipping Memphis. the script. That's Well, no, it's, that's Memphis and Ryan Silverfield coming to the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Baby. That's right. Being a part of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Now oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay, I'm on with you now. Santa Claus is coming to town. Ryan Silverfield okay. and the Tigers will be playing in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Is that cap or no oh, cap? Thank you. Uh, it's feeling very, it's feeling very likely. Yeah, uh, I've continued what, what to read about. What do you have? Well, I've continued to read about this. Everything you needed to go to happen in the SEC pretty much did this weekend. But what you really need, I was reading a little Jonah Dillon over the commercial appeal. Tigers uh, football beat writer for them. You're going to need Tulane to take care of business and go on to the New Year Six. What's that? The Fiesta. What you don't need is Tulane losing, and then all of a sudden you've got Liberty going to the the New Year Six, and then the AAC has control on who. Uh, so long as the AutoZone Liberty Bowl doesn't have any eligible SEC teams on who would go there. So you need the, the rest of it, as far as I can tell, there may be one or two other things, but I th- the rest of it is needing Tulane to go ahead and win the conference championship so they can go on. And then the, uh, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl would then have its choice of AAC schools, again, no SEC eligible teams for them, of what is it, the, the rest, SMU, right. Memphis, and of course in that mix they're going to take a Memphis, which guarantees you, you know, a pretty good crowd. You had fifty-seven thousand. What was it six years ago, two thousand seventeen, when you were playing Iowa State? I believe it's Brett McMurphy that actually has, uh, and I think he had it as 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 early as last week. Memphis and Iowa State, uh, you know, projected to be in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Looks like there's a pretty good chance, and it may be the most likely now. But we've talked about military is a possibility still. I guess Fenway. We'll see. You find out next week. But uh, this is looking likely. Santa Claus be coming to a. Uh, coming to town and to deliver you to deliver you ladies and gentlemen a 10th win in program history for just the fourth time well this is good news you turned it around for me i'm so much uh, this is great we're no longer booing santa we're bringing santa to town i I always not here in memphis we don't boo santa hell no we don't so i told uh, brady white we did do that. But he wasn't Santa, was he? We also booed Chandler Parsons. And we changed it, yeah, though, when did. it was good, though. Y'all booed uh, K.J. Lawson, too. That's, but he played for the other team. Yeah, he wasn't a Memphian. Still, though. He's, what, he is a Memphian. Well, he's he was not always, playing for the Memphians. See, he was always a Memphian. He was playing for what, another team, that's what, Jason. That's what you people forgot about K.J. He was always on another team. Yes. Um, no, uh, I would say that uh, it, it's going to be a uh, – a good moment for sure. I, I don't. I, a good I, moment when we're losing to Iowa State in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. <laughs> I, I went to, I'm considering all scenarios. I, We've already yeah. discussed what a win would do for I us. I went to the Iowa State game. I went to the Liberty Bowl. Did in you do the pep rally for that game? No, I didn't, bro. I, that was obviously everybody remembers that one. It was West Virginia and Texas A uh, and I, I don't think. think everyone remembers. Oh, it. everybody remembers, bro. It was an electrifying. That was like the year before or something. It was that around was like that time that you were, doing those, bro. you were doing those pep rallies downtown for the AutoZone. Yeah, I mean, I got the crowds going, bro. Yeah, they fired you, I think. Yeah, that's fine. They said, we don't need him back. We need somebody more cheery. No, yeah, seriously. Yeah. They, I, I'm like the Grinch out there. They did, I, I think, <laughs> asked me to come out later, and I think it was when they had the two of us, we failed. Uh, that, I remember, oh, being that's out, right. We did we were do that. There. Yeah, we did do that. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. And it was a, it was awful. It was a, it was a terrible oh, failure. Yeah, it was like, like yeah. what happened? Like, well, Jason, they just Jason didn't bring was us just back. Like, yeah, Jason was just like, hey, "Go Tigers!" And I was like, "This sucks." I mean, this is just the yeah. it, the energy was so low. <laughs> we just it, we didn't have the chemistry there. No, we didn't. Yeah. Um, well, we developed that. Yeah. yeah, I went to the. I remember it being miserably cold, bro. It was very cold. I mean, it was just unbearable. We I just we really wanted to go. They were uh, they were buying that uh, they were selling hand warmers, bro. And we were putting them in our shoes. It was right. just like grateful to be there, but probably undeserving yeah. and not yeah. equipped. So I, I look, I, I I agree with that. I mean, I, I I think he's coming. I think Santa Claus is coming. And, I, and I, look, I'm I'm doing Field of 68 tonight with Josh Pastor, by the way. 
college basketball analyst. And I told him, like I would tell Ryan, that this media market is actually, and and I say this as part of it, pretty soft. It's a pretty soft media market, bro. The softest. Yeah, in terms of like what we sort of uh, do and don't do. I mean, in New York, bro, they will call your ass the carpet after one loss. All right. I mean, they—that's the way it works. In in Philly, in uh, you know, you name it. You know, yeah. Like in Memphis, we give you a pretty long leash. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's we're pretty uh, accepting as a media conglomerate here. Unless you're Toby Smith, apparently. Well, he sucked. I mean, it was obvious how much he well, sold, and it was a golden parachute, and it was the worst hire I've ever seen. Well, so far has, has sucked Tyler. besides the first year and this year. Well, Tubby never and at I any can't point. call this great. Well, at any point, did you think Tubby Smith was the guy? No, you didn't. Even when he got the job, you didn't like it, right? Even like even when he was hired, it, we we all understood like, oh, you're trying to get away from the Josh Passner thing. You're trying to go the opposite. Mm-hmm. But nobody ever really, and I don't. I don't remember anybody ever saying out loud like, "Oh man, this is going to be a great fit. This is going to work really well." I think there was always like that skepticism. I, I, I just think if we're comparing, trying to compare success and say Ryan Silverfield's been more successful, that's hard to say. You yeah, I mean, it's I mean, uh, you, the you're best right. you've done is you're fourth right. in the conference. You're right. what, what are we it's talking very, about? It's here? very so, comparable. I mean, it's very comparable in terms of yeah, where you finished. Yeah. That's right. But I mean, Ryan Silverfield averages more people a game than Tubby did, bro. I mean, Ryan's getting thirty thousand out there. You know, I mean, Tubby could never get that. I wouldn't say it's thirty, bro. Oh, it's 30. I don't think the average was 30 last year, and it's probably going to be less than that this year when we get the numbers. Well, you, you, it, I, I can't. Again, win I, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, and maybe, maybe you help that. Yeah. Maybe you help that. But let's not act like Memphis doesn't have an attendance problem in football. Okay. You saw them deals. Can we count you in for the Liberty Bowl, though, if they make it? I know we got you out there for SMU. Uh, I, I'm just saying it's it's no cap that Santa Claus, Ryan Silverfield, is coming to town. Looks like the Tigers going to be playing the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Need Tulane to take care of business. Uh, this weekend against an SMU team that John has pointed out will not have his quarterback. Okay. Uh, so mo- that sounds doable. Moving on. Uh, David Jones will be an All-American. Cap or no cap. David Jones of the University of Memphis basketball can he program. Be, can, he be, can he be any All-American? AP, CBS Sports, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sports Some Illustrated, list, yeah. just any All-American yeah. that's not a second-hand brand a lot. or third. Right? Yeah. So, so it doesn't just have to be AP. We can be. No, I think yeah. Be, if, you guys, if we're a CBA, yeah. if we're one of Gary's all Americans, yeah. uh, I'm going to go. Yes, he's leading the Tigers in points and rebounds. Lord knows he's going to have the green green light. We've seen that. He got it against Arkansas. Did you see the way that Muss gushed about him after the Arkansas game? Talking about nobody's torn us up like that. Um, there's going to be more opportunities for David Jones to have huge games. And so, again, and you look at the fact that he's basically your most important rebounder to go with top scorer. Uh, you look at this non-conference schedule, he's going to have opportunities to do it against some of the best teams in the country. And, yeah, I mean, whether it's third team, All-America, whatever else, I think David Jones got a good shot uh, to be an All-American. I think it's going to be because he's going to have enough of a stage before you get to conference play where that stage will be significantly less. Uh, he's going to have enough of a stage in the non-conference to to turn some heads, and uh, whether it's the Gary Parishes or the AP uh, folks, he'll uh, he's got a good shot. You know, again, am I talking first or second team? Probably not. But this Tigers team that we expect at some point is going to be ranked. They're going to have eyes on it uh, through most of the rest of this non-conference schedule, and I think David Jones got a good shot to impress, maybe make a third team All-American. Yeah, I think I think it's possible. I mean, I, I they're going to have the chance, and if he, I mean, I I do think he is a. He has the green. He's already earned the green green light. Yeah, I right? think you're not yeah. you're not reining him in much now. I guess that could get to a point where you're going to you might need to. But yeah, at this point, you know, you based on what you saw against Arkansas. I mean, if if look if if these numbers don't change much, yeah, yeah, he'll be an All American. Yeah, I mean, we the we, best we, player we, from a Memphis team that should be ranked right, mo- for right. most of the season. Yep. 18 a game, 47% yeah, this goes from the, the way field, it's supposed to go. 44% yeah. from three, 77% from uh, free throw lines, six rebounds a game. That's the key is what he's doing for you from a rebound standpoint. Yeah. You don't have David Jones and them six right now. You're really getting hammered exactly. on and the board. So it's, he's doing more than just yes. scoring for you. He, well, he needs to be playing 35 minutes a game. He's not playing enough. He's playing 29, needs to be playing 35. I mean, he, he's he's very clearly the best player on this team. And, you know, I know he's not he's not looking to facilitate. and that, You know, that's, that's something to, to consider. But... You need him on the floor for 35 minutes, in my opinion. Uh, and I think he's built to play that. And uh, so I think, you know, I know we sort of have this discussion with Penny every other year, but 29.2 minutes to me needs to go up to 35. Um, he played play 33 against Arkansas, played 31 against Michigan, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if you can stay sort of in that range, I think you're – you know, you're in a good spot with yeah. him. So I, would, I will just say, him and Jaquan in that Michigan game were broke to start it. Yes. 
going to Ashton Hardaway, who we would have said at the time, man, what are you doing? You got to stick with the rotation. And, and I said it on Twitter, was wrong. It was actually Memphis's depth in that game and Ashton being the spark that allowed them to get by in that first half. 20 of the 37 points came off the bench. So I, I'm, I, I say that to say I like what you're saying. You need more David Jones and that presence out there. Thank you. But let's not act too like this this depth wasn't a key for them yep. in that in that two and one run through the through the battle for Atlantis. I, I think there's just going to be more times. Ashton Hardaway's one with that shooting in particular that you know we're going to see a lot more. That, of. that is that is true. That is definitely true. Uh, and I think Ashton, by the way, like he's I, earned it, bro. Those are big shots he was hitting against Michigan. I, I mean, I look, I, I love. Um, we have not heard a lot about him because his numbers don't jump off the page. But if you know ball, okay, and you watch him play, I know he's not asked to do much. But in in the context Dude, of what he's shooter. out there, you know what I'm saying? He he's come up with a couple of steals. He's made some shots. He he's going to be a good one. He's going to be a really good. And it player. looks like it. And you, the good news is you don't have to worry about him transferring. He's a guy that you can absolutely develop and build on. Um, and I think that in two years he could absolutely be the best player on your team. You know he's got to develop a little bit, sort of physically, you know, athletically. Of but I mean the size, the stroke. Uh, the basketball instincts that he does have. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's just so much better than Jaden. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I don't mean to compare, but I mean, he is the, his brother. He's just already as a freshman. I think he's just miles better than Jaden. I mean, Ashton Hardaway to me, athletically, will be the challenge. But again, I, I see pro potential. You know, if if he comes along a little bit there. I mean, he's you know you got to obviously have that quick twitch uh, to make it in the NBA. That's why Diedrich's not there. Well, he's got but, some shot. But yeah, I mean he's got that's that. really what could get him there as so, a pure shooter. Um, I think he definitely has a chance to uh, to make a, a you know a a, a a case you know for sure in the league. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk to Jessica Benson, get her thoughts on chaos in college football. You know what she would like to see, get her Pac-12 picks. She knows the Pac-12 better than anybody ever. Uh, so we'll get into all that with her on the other side. Jason and John, 90 FM, ESPN. Get ready to start the NFL week off right on Thursday night because right now all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay for Thursday night football. That's right. That's not just new customers. That's all customers. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay on Thursday's game between the Seahawks and Cowboys, and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. NFL same-game parlay is a perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday for me. Nice little way to turn a couple bucks into a tank of gas for you. Could be more. Uh, build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs that are pre-built for you and really good for new users and FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, all you got to do is visit FanDuel.com slash Smith so you don't miss out on this chance. Get a no-sweat-same-game parlay on America's number one sportsbook for Thursday night football against Seahawks, Cowboys, FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and of 929FM ESPN. You must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. Refund issues, now drawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund, five bucks unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jessica Benson is the host of the Jessica Benson Show with CJ Hurt at GrindCityMedia.com. She's also host of Grizzlies pre- and post-game shows here on 92.9 FM ESPN. You can follow her on X at JessBensonTV. Jess, I'm going to keep this real simple. Grizz have lost four in a row. Down bad, real bad. Are they going to win tomorrow against Utah? We need it. Jason, I cannot say with my chest that I think they will win. 
But by God, do I want them to win on Wednesday against the Jazz. Never has there been a must-win game against a six-win team on November 29th. But that's exactly what it is for the Grizzlies. I mean, 0-8 on the home court, I think, is one of the most surprising and disappointing yep. things about this start. Like, the team's 3-13. and 13. There's obviously a lot to go into. But not having a single win on the home court, I know fans are desperate for it, and it certainly sucks the energy out of FedEx Forum. Uh, for those of us who are there covering the team every night for those home games, it's real rough as well. And you get a Utah Jazz team that's gotten the best of you in two games. The last time they were in the building, it inspired the Taylor Jenkins saddle-up press conference and ensuing a fine that he had to pay to the league for some of the language that he used regarding the calls in that game and, and Jaron getting ejected. Uh, but you have to defend the three-point line better. I mean, they've allowed 22 threes and 18 threes in those two losses to the Jazz thus far, and obviously that's been uh, a weak spot of this group so far defensively, especially allowing teams to get those wide-open three-point looks. But we'll see if, if Marcus Smart's uh, impassioned plea on the bench leads to maybe some more inspired play because you have a feeling that everyone just so desperately wants there to be a win at FedEx Forum before the calendar turns to December. Man, I mean, it's just, it, bro, it's tough. <laughs> it's real tough. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I just, I don't know. It's, I, I, I admire your ability. I mean, every day you walk down to the building, you know what I'm saying? I do. And you, and I do. You, and, you do and, you, and you try your damnedest. You know what I'm saying? Because it requires it requires that, doesn't Saddle it? Up. It re- when you're on when you're on that that Grizz Radio Network, Saddle up, effing atrocious. You know what I'm saying? You gotta fucking atrocious. You gotta make something sound good. You just have to make sound. I mean, you have to. Speak you have to make it, right? sounds and, if you. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> in the context of these last three <laughs> games, like yes, you at least had you know the game here against the Celtics. It was close, and the Celtics are one of the best teams in the NBA, and so you can. You can spin that into what oh, you that's, want. That's the easiest night straight. ever right there. Yeah, it's been <laughs> right. 20 plus last. Three straight losses yeah. by 20 or more points and three straight losses that featured essential showcase games for opposing players, be it Jalen Green, Devin Booker, Anthony Edwards, to not be able to take advantage of that Suns team without Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal, um, to watch a former friend and Mike Conley just hit six wide-open threes. Like it, It's just it's like an onslaught of yes. stats and badness and disappointment. So Taylor Jenkins said he appreciated the fire from Marcus Smart. Did you, but just because I've heard this presented a couple different ways here where, of course, you, you you know, that's what you brought Marcus Smart in for, a little bit of fire, right, and some accountability. And, 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 and by that time, I think he was right in the sense that the effort had dropped off to a place that it was embarrassing. But I've also, Harrington had pointed out, too, presented a different way. Hey, this is a guy who's not playing right now. You know, Jaron and Bain have been there for the most part. Bain was one of those guys that was sitting there Felt like he was talking mostly to those wings and those rookies, but did where were you on which side of it? Which side of it do you come down in terms of that impassioned plea by Marcus Smart? I'll start with the, the selfish side of it. I, is I was grateful for something other than just the game itself to talk about after, you. right? Yep, and, yep, yep. You know, I instead of the, I'm not a super nerd who's always paying attention to the Merriam-Webster word of the year, but I've just happened to see it in my inbox a couple times this week. And the word of the year is authentic. And I think for me, I had an appreciation in an authentic reaction from Marcus Smart. And I guess I, I've heard some people say, well, was it authentic? Was it for show? Was it to, you know, you know, you're sitting in right. the seats positioned behind the Grizzlies bench are our season ticket holders and, you know, people who have good seats. And so who were you, who were you really doing that for? But I'm going to choose to believe it came from a sheer place of like the rest of us watching a team once again, down 20 points and allowing the lights to get shot out of the building, your home building. Um, and that it all boiled over into that moment. And that is why you brought someone in with Marcus Smart, somebody whose voice, carries a a heaviness to it that perhaps others, and I'm not saying Desmond Bain doesn't have that because he has continuously embraced evolving into being a leader for this group. And Jaron Jackson Jr. has never taken that vocal approach uh, with this team. And so you get someone like a Marcus Smart who has been to the promised land of the NBA Finals and maybe his words hold a gravity and a seriousness. And sure, would it be better if they came while he was physically able to perform on the court with this team? Absolutely. But that's all he's got at that point. And I imagine Marcus Smart, like many of us, were watching that or was watching that transpire. 
and, and couldn't take it anymore and didn't like the body language that he saw with that group. And to be fair, they came out of that timeout and went on an 8-0 run and eventually cut it to 12. And then what did we see? More of the same. Three, three turnover at midcourt that led to the lead going back up to 20. So we'll see if that can carry over into, into this next game where you see maybe just a little bit of a fire lit under this group because we kind of need it. Talking to Jessica Benson, who makes sounds uh, on, <laughs> on the Grizz Radio Network here. Forms words. That's right. She occasionally does speak in sentences. Uh, okay, I want to turn you to college football because I'm I'm so fascinated. I think that most of the games suck, but you know I'm intrigued by you know what could happen. Um, you know, depending on the result here. So, um, hey, let's start with the Pac-12. You like oh, Oregon? Yeah. You like Oregon? And it's our last game. It's our last game of this historic conference that nobody really ever got to watch because of the television okay. deal. Uh, who's who's going to win the last Pac-12 championship game ever? Um, I was very much in my emo feelings watching the last Pac-12 after dark game on Saturday, and the obituary that ran on the Pac-12 network may or may not have made me cry. But I do really think that whoever wins out of the Pac-12 championship game, in my opinion, deserves a spot in the college football playoffs. So, sure, it's, it makes it an easier path forward if that's Washington, who just capped off a 12-0 and season, the first Pac-12 team to ever go unbeaten in the regular season in the history of the Pac-12. And they had some really close calls, even in the Apple Cup, meeting a walk-off field goal to win it, having the decision to go for it on fourth and one from their own 29 on that last drive. Um, but I've said for weeks now, Oregon's the best team in the Pac-12. And you saw that with the opening of the line, I think, being nine-point favorites for Oregon going into this game. And the poise at which Bo Nix has played, he has the weapons there, but just the strength and the physicality on those lines. I think that's the best opportunity for whoever emerges from this game to actually have a chance in that first-round matchup, be it whoever they're facing off against on the other side, Georgia, Michigan. We can go through the various scenarios. But I do think ultimately Oregon is the best team in the Pac-12 this season. They just lost in a close game in a raucous environment in Seattle in the middle of the year. Right. I mean, there's no question to me if they win, they they are in. Um, But I, I guess, you know, it just all depends on what happens the rest of the uh, the rest of the weekend, right? So we'll see if Florida's a short favorite against Louisville. You know, they got a backup quarterback. Uh, let's stipulate that I'm trying and I'm trying to like remember all the scenarios in my head. It's like you know, tough. It, it really is. But let's stipulate, Jessica, that Alabama, Rammer Jammer, gets the job done against Georgia. Right, yeah. they're six point dogs. I mean, it seems like a lot to ask. Nobody's done it this year. But let's say that that Jalen Milrow and Nick Saban in Alabama is a team of destiny, and they just do it. So then it's Alabama's in, right? No question about that. As an SEC champion, right? Okay, right. So we're gonna we we have Michigan in, we have uh, Oregon in if they win, right? Or or I guess Washington if they win, the winner of that game. And then what yeah. do you do if Florida State wins? Um, and then you have Texas there. Alabama would be in. Texas would, would not be in. Again, a 14-point favorite, presuming that they get the job done against Oklahoma State. I mean, is it, is it as easy for you as to say that, uh, that because Florida State is in or, or undefeated that they should be in over Georgia with one loss in the SEC championship game, over uh, you, you know uh, 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 Texas? I mean, how, how do you sort of work through that? Yeah, I wouldn't call it easy. Um, And I think I've said it all season. I've been lower on Florida State than others just because when was the last big game that Florida State played? It was week one against LSU. Against the LSU team that has been proven to not be that good. Especially defensively. Sure, you have a Heisman candidate in Daniels, but one of the worst defenses in college football this year. Um, So it's made it more difficult for me to be all gung-ho on Florida State. And always rooting for Mike Norvell, and I love that storyline. But then Jordan Travis goes out, and it stinks. I, I might not love Florida State in the playoffs. I cannot in good faith say if they go undefeated and win the ACC title game, which they should, because Louisville was never a top-10 team, as shown via their loss to Kentucky on rivalry weekend. Um, And I would expect Tate Rodemaker to be able to get the job done. I thought he had a much better second half against Florida on Saturday. And so if Florida State's undefeated, I think they're in. Does that absolutely stink for Texas, especially in the chaos scenario that you pose, because Texas beat Alabama, but you do have to go. I mean, this is why... You evolved into a playoff versus the BCS rankings where it was computers. These are humans. And the Alabama team of 
today, or especially an Alabama team that finds a way to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, is a, is an evolved and better team than the team that lost to Texas. And that doesn't make it fair for Texas if they go ahead and win the Big 12 against Oklahoma State. Um, but I think they're going to get squeezed out as being that team that just doesn't have enough of a resume to get in. Um Memphis basketball, we saw some good and some bad, so mostly some good. You go 2-1 and one in the battle for Atlanta's finish, runner up, that's mostly good. But the bad, obviously, that first half against Villanova. Did, did that, uh, that week down in the Bahamas, did it change at all how you feel about what this Tigers basketball team can do this season uh, in terms of ceiling? Same? Did it go up? Did it go down? I would say it went up a bit. And I think watching sports over the Thanksgiving week is always so interesting because you're around maybe different family members or friends who you're not always watching these teams with, especially for me with family from out of town. And so watching with my dad and my husband over the weekend, like when you're watching that Memphis-Arkansas game, you just think, oh, they've got athletes. Like this college basketball team passes the eyeball test of a team that I would think could make a significant run in the NCAA tournament if you are into giving out those kind of accolades in November. And so to watch them, and obviously David Jones was just tremendous in that game, and realizing that Penny has shooters. Now, I think there's significant questions in the front court, and the rebounding efforts, especially on the offensive boards, is something that could plague this team throughout the year. But I think you're seeing, if, if ultimately you have this loss to Villanova, who it was really impressive in that championship game, and now you move into this December where you have some more of these non-con opportunities, be it starting with Ole Miss, on Saturday, the big one against Texas A&M on the road. If you get even just a couple of these, that's the whole point. Because then once you get into conference play, it is what it is. Granted, FAU came back after their loss to Jackson State and managed to beat Texas A&M. And you want FAU to be good because you want a measuring stick within the conference to be able to say, look, we, we beat this, hopefully, we beat this team once it got into AAC play. But I would say my, my expectations for this season – were tournament team with hopes of a second weekend, and I feel more confident about a second weekend appearance after the Bahamas. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, I would be there. In the same boat. Yeah, I don't think there are that many great she teams it for me in college basketball. Hey, I'm curious. Um, That's it too. Yeah, it's not like I saw anyone who. I mean, sure, like watching a couple of those games against Purdue, but you can trust Purdue in November. What are you going to think next spring? Arizona impressed me. Houston's looked really good. UConn. UConn. Um, but it's not like I'm looking at 25 teams that are significantly better than Memphis right now. Exactly, which is it's so stupid that they're not in. But I understand. Yeah. Like as I, as I tweeted yesterday, most of these voters don't watch the sport. I mean, they just they... – I was, I was once an AP voter who took that job so seriously. And so it just blows my mind yeah. that there are people who are like willy-nilly with how they fill out their ballots. I was terrified. Back when – Gary Paris would do those poll exactly. attacks. Like it was my worst nightmare. Me too. To end up on a poll so attack. So you'd put extra work in <laughs> yes. it and make sure it was yeah. right, right? But that now poll attacks don't happen anymore. He's and retired so, that second. And so the accountability has gone way, way yeah. down. So like, you just know. Yeah, I like, agree. You just know that they're a guy. And, and look, I get it, man. He, was like, doing a, he really was doing a public service. I know for the sure. person that would get called out would get a little mayor. Accountability. He, he was doing a real service but, when know, it came to that poll. People have a lot of stuff going on. They can't sit there and watch every college basketball game. So I, I forgive it, but understand that there are the voters that the, the, you know there are voters that don't watch all the games and there are voters who do watch a lot of the games but are slow to update their priors and i think that's sort of what you're dealing with with Memphis basketball Ohio State beat Alabama i don't think they were ranked i mean it's to me it's like it's stupid it's like there's a lot of um there's a lot of you know teams out here that have gripes but it all gets settled sort of over the course of the season that's the beauty of it there's a there's right a, like does it does it matter long term no but do right. you have a right to be for if you're frustrated yeah. about it right now like i think you certainly have every right to be Absolutely. so exactly hey um you, are you you're a woman um i, I sure am <laughs> are you a fan of matt rife oh no okay this is so funny you asked this I actually was unfamiliar with, if you had told me two weeks ago, we were walking to the, um, the Adam Sandler show at FedEx Forum a couple weeks ago, and the friend we were with said that Matt Rife was coming to town and had sold out multiple performances. And I was like, I don't know who Matt Rife is. Then he popped up, and I was like, oh, it's that dude from TikTok. And now his new stand-up special is out, and from what I hear, it stinks. So I don't need to get on the Matt Rife train. Do you like Matt Rife? I'm, I, I, no, I feel like his... Um and, and look, I'm a, I'm the uh, editor in chief of the Haters Tribune. Everybody right. knows that, but I just kind of feel like uh, there's not a lot of substance there. Um, like, I mean, it, the first and only joke that I've, I mean, I, 
I don't know. I can't quote exact Matt Rive jokes because I've not been a Matt Rive fan. But recently, the one that popped up was a domestic violence joke that yes, he opened yes. his show with. And I was like, why? Yeah, no, it's... It was, and I'm not here to be like a comedy hater either. I just... Yeah, I mean, I think it's... I don't get him. Well, I just think it's all like... I mean, I, the, look, it was a domestic violence joke, which is just like obviously not ideal. But... <laughs> you know, I I do think you know in com like comedy is gate kept in a way now where it's like you what 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 am I allowed to even joke about anymore? I'm you know what I'm saying like I'm not I'm not yeah, trying and that's to... what makes the really good comedians find a way to still that's true. like you can push that's boundaries. True. And I also think you know there's a lot of comedians who have built up a lot of capital over the years, so maybe yes. they make jokes that yes, yes, push yes. those boundaries in a way, but you understand where they're coming from and right. and you know more about their life experiences. I think in today's age where like people are getting famous. And I, I might be wrong, but to, to my understanding, Matt Rice got famous on TikTok. He did. Right? He did. And he was on he was on Wild and Out. Yep. Yep. Um, and so he's kind of a social media star, and there's less universal capital built up in that because there's less mm -hmm. people who know you before you go mainstream and have a Netflix special and it pops up as a oh recommended yes. watches and then you're seeing this guy and you're like I don't think this is very funny. Well, Jason, you know who Matt Rife is? Are you familiar with him at all? Oh no. Okay, he's coming to the Orpheum. I mean, he's he's uh, he's a he's a comedian that that absolutely he was a viral. He became a viral sensation on that platform, on TikTok, on that platform. Um, and he's like all the all the rage, you know. He's like the what whatever. And I do think like you find there are very few examples of people that you find funny on TikTok, but when you extrapolate them into like a real open forum where it's like not t two minutes of material that's like highly edited and it's like just, it's, it's just not as funny, you know? Like I can't really think of an example where that's translated. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's this woman who made, God, I can't think of her name. So I can't, I, I'll butcher this story. But there's one person who I found on TikTok and I thought she was really funny and I went and watched her stand-up special and it checked out and it was funny. But th that's a rarity. Like, I don't even know these people's names because they just pop up right. on TikTok and you're scrolling. And that's the problem with TikTok is you don't retain things. That's it just right. Makes it's just mindless. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. In the meantime, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's 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 a fascinating thing. I mean, it, it, look, it's it's. I, I guess there's two sides to it because this guy was nothing before he started doing it, and then he started doing it, and now he's got Netflix specials. You know, so I think that is. I mean, even on Wild and Out, it's not like that like catapulted him. And I and I appreciate Nick Cannon giving you know aspiring comedians at that forum, but it's not like that catapulted him. He wasn't doing anything until he took off on TikTok. So part of me is like, damn, you can really. You can really, um, you know, find a way. You can use that as a launch pad if you, you know, do it. I mean, it, to me, it's kind of amazing the the rise yeah. there. Um, but I also I mean, he sold out. He sold out back to back shows. He's playing February sixteenth at the Orpheum, seven o'clock and ten o'clock, and yeah. both are completely sold out. So there's an audience there. But it's all women, though. That's his. Uh, that's the other criticism, which is not. I mean, I don't. I don't mean. Maybe it's not a criticism, but that's. Oh, just, is it? Are most of his fans women? Yes. Like that's oh. the, that's the big thing is like he only appeals to women because he's conventionally attractive. I don't find him attractive. Well, I'm not saying every woman finds him attractive. But I know, but me and my friends have discussed this. He looks like a villain. Villains can be villains are allowed to be attractive. That's true, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know on this one. <laughs> well, I have not, my my bottom line is I had not heard Matt Rive's name two weeks ago, and now I swear I've had. A conversation every other day about Matt Rife. So I guess he's doing something right in the any publicity is good publicity route. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's just to me, it's like it's it's pop culture in 2023. You know how you can go from being a, a, a legitimate nobody to, you know, in two weeks, two videos, whatever the case may be, you could be a, a star. And there and, and it's not I mean, there's tons of examples like that on TikTok, like Keith Lee. Like uh, Keith Lee was, you know, uh, an, a, a spot. He was in the, you know, he was doing some, MMA, yeah. yeah, he was doing some MMA stuff, but he wasn't like a. And then you know what he started doing? You've heard of Keith Lee, right, Jason? Mm -mm. Man, Keith Lee is like it's incredible what this dude has become. He was just a regular guy. He was trying to have an MMA career, and uh, and he started posting videos of he's a foodie, so he started posting videos of himself and his family, like going to restaurants and reviewing food. And now this dude is a multi-millionaire, and restaurants beg him to come in and review their stuff. And he's probably got a, a travel channel special coming up. And he, and the only reason it happened is because he started posting videos on TikTok, and the people liked them. And yeah, and, people, you can make or break a restaurant. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that, like, honestly, 
I would not want Keith Lee to review my stuff because I know the power that he wields. He doesn't mean any harm. He says that all the time. But he, I think you also have to understand if you're him, if you don't like it and it's obvious that you don't like it, you could really sink that restaurant, you know? I mean, yeah. there's a lot of power and responsibility that comes with his uh, his platform, which credit to him for building it. It's incredible. And I think he's a great dude. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say, yo, whoa, 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 hey, <laughs> well, let's pass. <laughs> I don't some, know. Some would say the influencer has great influence. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Jessica, you are uh, certainly influential Thanks, on this show. We appreciate oh, you joining guys. us every Tuesday. Thank you. Yep, she is Jessica Benson, joins us every single Tuesday here on the show. Yeah, Keith Lee, man, it, it, his story is, uh, quite frankly, it, it's, it's miraculous. Um, and, and, I, and, and he's always like, I, I don't know him, but he seems like genuinely a great guy who like was living in a, bro, he was living in like a, a small apartment with him and his, his, his wife, fiance, whatever, mm-hmm. and their kid. And he was cooking, and he was, like, you know, just sharing his love of food. And then he started going around to restaurants. And he started reviewing those and say, hey, go here. I'm going to rate it 1 through 10. You know, people went to those restaurants. And, and, and so he's really, he's really saved some restaurants. Yeah. You know, he's really built them back up from nothing. Um, and he's, man, I don't know how many. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this dude has, you know, 100 million people that follow him on TikTok. Like, it's insane, all the brand deals he gets. So, I don't know, you know, for CJ, man, you know, the, the, in the next generation, you can really, I mean, if your content is compelling and people gravitate to you, mm-hmm. bro, you can, you can turn into a millionaire overnight, which is kind of scary. But, you know, Matt Rife is an example, and now he's sort of under fire. Keith Lee's an example, you know what I'm saying, of, of guys just who, who sort of, you know, used social media to become stars, um, and TikTok specifically, um, so man, it's it's uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things that it kind of blows my mind a little bit. I can tell. Yeah, it really does. Well, I don't do the TikTok, so my mind is not. So as you blown. have no idea who but that rife is. I can no, I don't. I had to look him up there. I didn't realize. I, and I watched Wild and Out. I didn't realize he had been on Wild yeah. and Out. Yeah. Maybe I'm always seeing the reruns. Or yeah, something you're, yeah. How, how many seasons had he been on? I don't think he was, was on he a many. Big kid? It doesn't no. feel like. I, again, I was. No. Like, I didn't see any viral bits from Wild and Out that he was on. that right. went crazy or anything. Yeah. So I was not aware of him whatsoever. Well, now you Nor are. I, uh, my Keith Lee played at West Memphis and came over to play for the Tigers. I don't know nothing about your cuisine, man. Uh, your review, man, either. Dude, again, Keith Lee. You know, my life just feels safer off the TikTok wheel. Mm-hmm. But you're right, CJ will have to be ready. Whether he's going to ride it or stay off of it like his daddy, he's going to have to figure it out. Uh, just not nearly as mind-blown as he you He has are. 15 million followers on, on, uh, on TikTok, bro. Um, I mean, you, you can really make a life for yourself, if, but you got to be like, you know, people have to gravitate to you for whatever yeah, reason. you have to be genuine. Yeah. and uh, Relatable. And you have to know how to, There's like, an it factor to break the algorithm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're like, still trying to figure it out. Can't do it. I gave up on it, bro. I mean, I post like stupid stuff on there. It maybe uh, you know. I, I have no ambition. On Forty it. views. My last one I got got seven hundred and something, bro. No, Why are you over man. there hating? But it was Riley in in, uh, in the Renaissance mouth filter. Uh, Keith would give that a one out of ten. Seven hundred views. That's very low. Uh, Jeff's asking who are we talking about. We're talking about exactly. Keith Lee. Yeah. yeah, Keith Lee, the former Tiger that became no, it's not uh, the former Tiger, bro. It's uh, the, he it's got on TikTok, Jeff. Detroit native. I like the way Jeff just comes in and out and gets to personally ask you what's going on. Like, what are well, y'all I talking? Mean, I feel indebted to him. I feel indebted to him because he's sort of you know he helped me sort of become who I am in this space. So I kind of feel like I have to like you know walk him to the car, you know, open the door for him, say you know, hey, here's where you're going. You're going home. You know, that's what you used to you used to say. That was what I do. That is. Yeah, that, the, not anymore. Dude, apparently. the old you, the old thing with you was you would be like an absolutely like a five star nursing home employee because uh, there's there no question. You, bro, um, your patience with them folks. I'm great with the old folks. You would like repeat yourself happily ten times over. Yeah, yeah. even yeah. if I got to do it a little closer to their ear. Remember, I'm Jason. You know, we we're here with, every day together. With the pleasant voice, not yeah. with that short tempered stuff you do. Oh no, because you'd can't. be letting the old folks know that they're oh. on your nerves. Uh, yes, I would say. And, what and is you, wrong with you? You've soiled yourself again today. The, you're fired. I'm just no, no compassion. I can't work there. There's no question. Yeah. I would, you it, just want to get back on your TikTok videos and yeah. find out how to go viral. I, I would say, hey, bust the logarithm. Quiet down there. You know that's that's how that's what I would do. Keith Lee and who? 
Who's the other one? Matt I Rife. Know? Matt Rife and Keith Lee. It's amazing to me. They're on my, you, like, Heron, I'm going to put them on my radar. We'll see if I get any other blips from them. Let's, let's do the, in my let's, walk of life. Let's do the Brad test. Brad, have you heard of any of those, either of those two? Have. I didn't until you, I had to I know, I was, no. I was no. schooled the entire wow. 10 minutes. Wow. Yeah. I think, I, I, again, I guess it's a TikTok thing. If you're on it, you probably know them, and if yes. you don't, you don't. You know, they, they probably haven't crossed. I thought maybe Matt Rife could have crossed over a little bit because he got the Netflix special, you mm-hmm. know, but you probably don't know, like, if you just see it on, you don't know where he's from, you don't know what he's all about, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, Keith Lee, I guess, has not yet crossed over into. My Keith you know, Lee my, from 11 to 2, because I talk sports. Yeah. It's going <laughs> to remain the, exactly, Brian. Yeah, well. That's my Keith. That's the Keith one. Keith Lee was an MMA fighter. That's the one fighter. that's relevant he was in, me. He, he was in, like, Bellator or something Not like anymore, that. though. Yeah, no, he's moved on. He's doing his food stuff, which, hey, hey, if you can do that and make more money doing that, I'd take that every day. You know what I'm saying? So get on that TikTok, bro. Start posting. I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Give I'm, just now, I'm just now mastering Instagram. Yeah, feed China. Feed Big China. I don't want them in my home. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good stuff with Jessica. I know she gets it though, so that's why it's always good to have at least one person on this show that understands what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, we'll come yeah. back. Got the rundown. Trisha Chris going to join us at 125. Stick around. Jason and John, I just turn FM, ESPN. I'm Chelsea Messenger helping you beat the books with Well, The top two teams in the Western Conference face off tonight in the NBA. The Timberwolves leading the West at 12 and 4, while Oklahoma City is just behind at 11 and 5. The Thunder have been on a tear lately, going 8 and 2 against the number in their last 10. The Bequel model is following that trend, taking Oklahoma City and the point on the road against Minnesota as their five star best bet. Bet smarter and beat the books. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 